You're listening to Episode 6 of the Becoming Aligned Podcast. Welcome to Becoming Aligned, where we'll step away from the busyness of our days to explore what it looks and feels like to create meaningful lives that align with our personal values. I'm your host, Maureen Ryan, the founder of Ryan Wellness. I hope these conversations will serve as inspiration and as a reminder that through the ups and downs, we're all in this together. In this episode, I interview Susan Budin. She's a friend and an old roommate of mine. She's someone I've had the opportunity to watch become an amazing mom to two young boys with special needs. During this time period, she also became more outspoken for what she believed was right for the needs of young people in her community. We talk about what led her to become more outspoken and to use her voice in a way that really aligned to her values. Really appreciated Susan's honesty and openness as we talk about what it means to live a life according to her values and the challenges she faces as she works towards becoming more aligned and owning it. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Susan. How are you today? Hi, Maureen. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to be on the Becoming Aligned podcast. I really appreciate you you taking some time out. I know it's a busy schedule for you, so I really appreciate it. Oh, no, absolutely. No, I'm excited to do it. So right. I've never done anything like this before, so we'll see what happens. Yay. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, you know, one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the Becoming Aligned podcast is because, like, we've known each other for actually a, a really long time. But I've noticed, like, in the past few years, you seem to be really using your voice more and more and speaking out for what you believe in more and more and more, which I think is really cool and exciting to see. Um and while you become more involved in politics in your local community, I don't necessarily want you to talk about your political beliefs as we, t- as we talk about our discussion, although they might come up and that's no big deal. Okay. But, um, but what I love to explore as we go along is how you're choosing to speak up and show up more and more for your values, because I think you've been just doing that. And from a distance, I've been admiring that for sure. So I'm excited to dive into that oh, a little you. bit. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll kind of get just a general overview of who you are to begin with. Would you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself? And I know that's like a bigger question than it seems. So, um, yeah, whatever comes to mind, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think, you know, describing myself who I am now, you know, I've been married for almost 14 years to a really wonderful man. And we have two children, um, ages 9 and 11, two boys. And um, our oldest was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome when he was three years old. And my nine-year-old was um, diagnosed a couple years ago with ADHD. And um, so being a mother to them um, has always been, you know, these past, um, you know, 11 years has been my primary focus. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think my voice and being involved in our community has really stemmed from them, Mm. you know, and, and, um, you know, and wanting to create a better environment for them. And, um, we live in Wheaton, Illinois, um, which is, um, known to be a conservative town. It has, um, I believe this, this statistic is still true that it has the most churches per capita um, in the whole United States. Yeah. And, um, and I say that very dispactually. I'm not, you know, there's no, 
you know, assumptions behind that or anything, but mm-hmm. it is a more conservative community and um, both Keith and I are more liberal. And mm-hmm. so I think it's been, um, and I, I don't think either one of us really realized how conservative it was um, when we moved here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that, that has been, um, I think that's also kind of brought out my voice a little bit yeah. that, um, uh, not, and not in like a, a fighting way, but it's just sort of like there is, other ways, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and, you know, and so I think um, just as you become part of your community and, you know, want to try to, you know, make make a difference. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's really what it has, you know, what it has stemmed from. And I think, um, you know, I, like I said, I think, you know, my children have really, you know, pushed me to to voice things to voice opinions that are, you know, are important to me. And yeah. I think something that's always been, that's always been true to me is, you know, one of my probably my number one core value is just truth and honesty. You mm. know, I just want everybody dealing with the, you know, the truth. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and sometimes I think when you see things that aren't true, you know, being permeated, it, it's, you know, it's, it can be, that can be hard for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I think that's something that has, you know, really grown in me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, also the idea of just, of keep moving forward, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not, and I think that's, that's been a big shift in me over, you know, the past several years on many different fronts that I think most of my life I've, Move, been moving forward, but I've always been looking over my shoulder at the ah. same time and, you know, looking over at the past and it's, and I've been dragging things with me for a long time. Ah. And I think, um, you know, working, uh, you know, and I, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to admit that, you know, I've worked, been, worked with a therapist for many years, Absolutely. um, yep. for different, different reasons. And, um, and it's been extremely helpful for me to, shed those things that I've dragged uh, along for so many years and you know and I think in the last couple of years I've really grown into myself in the sense of really truly learning to let go and circum- some circumstances arise that kind of forced me to do that too but um, but I think you know learning to look forward and not over your shoulder you know and, and looking yeah. at the past and keeping that with you I think that's so important, you know, as to, uh, to evolve, you know, as a person. Love it. And it's hard. It is yeah. very, very hard. That's, to... that's so, I mean, that's why I love what you're saying because, um, like I've definitely seen, you know, from the outside granted, but I've definitely seen this growth in, in you in terms of, I feel like how you're sharing things and, uh, and putting out your, your ideas and your beliefs and opinions into the world more and more and like just standing by them and with such, um, such integrity, you know, and it's, 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 that's really interesting to hear you say this, uh, moving forward and being able to let things go, because I think it is, it's a process. And sometimes people see people for where they are in this moment of their lives, and they don't get to see the process and all the steps that went into the development of that person to where they are now. You know what I mean? Right. And so I love to yeah. kind of even explore that a little bit. Um, so I'm going to kind of take it back a little bit and because one, okay. one of the things I enjoy 
trying to or I'm trying to explore a bit on this podcast is the um, the effect of play on people's lives. And so was there like if you were to look at yourself as a young person, was there an activity or something you would do that you would just become totally absorbed and lost in? Hmm. Yeah, you know, when I, I read that question, um, the it, the first thing that popped my head into my mind was music. Ah. Um, I would, and I still, I still do that to this day. Like I, I cherish music and I, you know, just song lyrics and, you know, I'm really drawn to very emo- like emotional songs that are, you know, that are honest, you know, yeah. and whether I can relate to the situation or not, like I'm just very drawn to that type of, you know, that type of music. And I would, you know, get, uh, you know, I'm 40, I'm 44 now. I just had a birthday. <laughs> yes. <I'm, laughs> I always forget nowadays now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care about age. Me either. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I guess what I was going to say is that, you know, I remember getting, uh, you know, an album, even an album or a cassette mm. tape or, you know, a CD. And um, I would just sit down and, you know, with my Walkman and listen to or in my bedroom and listen to the entire album, you know, reading the lyrics. You know, and I think that's one thing I miss in the digital age here is having those lyrics that came, you know, in the yep. album or on the cassette cover, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um and I would um I would just listen to to the whole album, you know, and mm. I remember I was telling Keith, my husband, about that and he just thought that was so weird to like <laughs> sit down and listen to a whole album. You know, and I was like, really? I'm like, you've never done that? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something I don't, fortunately, I don't have a lot of time to do that so right. much anymore, but uh, to listen to an entire album mm-hmm. at one, in one sitting. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, again, just a lot of circumstances of my childhood, like, it just was something that was comforting to me and um, and something I could you know, get lost in, you yeah. know, like you said, and, and just, and it's still something that's really personal to me. And I, I, you know, I could like make like a playlist of my life, you know, and, yeah. um, would you, you make, know, it would just, would you make mixtapes when you're what? younger? Would you make mixtapes when you're oh younger? God, all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and you would sit there, you know, I remember like, and I had like the cool, like dual cassette player. Yep. So you could like, record from one cassette to the other cassette and then like you would sit there listening to the radio because there was no one of this like on demand thing and wait for the you'd be waiting (laughs) waiting waiting for the song to come on the radio and then you record it you know when it came on (laughs) when you got it just right oh that felt so good (laughs) i know (laughs) exactly and so um yeah i actually still have a small i don't even have a cassette player anymore but i have i know Somewhere in a bin in the basement, I have this small little case of mixtapes. Okay. Because I just, I can't get rid of them, Aww, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's very sweet. I love it. <laughs> so, and, um, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's cool. So, it sounds like music was like a source of comfort for you. And I love, because I do remember you being someone who always paid really close attention to the lyrics. And, like, yeah. <laughs> so, those, like, real true, like, I don't know, you mentioned honesty and truth and how that was so important to you before. So it's just like the honesty and the truth that would come through in these lyrics seem to really appeal to you too, it sounds like. 
Yeah, and I think it was, you know, I mean, music, it, like I said, it was always like a companion for me. You know, I remember mm. even when I um, lived on my own, you know, for the first time, you know, yeah. after college, I would, you know, it's kind of a weird feeling like when you realize you're like all alone in your, your apartment and, yep. you know, when you're not used to being alone and, mm-hmm. you know, you hear like the cracks in the creeks and, yep. you know, and you know, it's nothing, but it's sort of, you know, so I would, I had this little clock radio and, um, it had a sleep function on it, which I don't know if you ever use this, where you, yep. I would put it on, like when I went to bed and I would put it on like the, the love, the love song station, <laughs> yep. you know, and you were like, and it was like the people called in, they're like, oh, I love oh, my yep. boyfriend and I want to, <laughs> you know, donate, yes. does it, you know, uh, dedicate the song to him and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so I would put that on and I would set this sleep function, which is basically a timer for the radio to turn off after, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. And, um, so many nights I would fall asleep to that and, um, and just, uh, you know, just put on real low, like it, you know, I know some, you know, they say now not to do that, but, um, but I, you know, it was just comforting to me, you know, and, um, and, you know, many nights I fell asleep with that mm. playing, you know, just so I wouldn't mm-hmm. hear the creaks and yeah. cracks and things like that. And, um, um, yeah. So, That's so sweet. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you know, I and, still hear songs today that, you know, remind me of something 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. And like, it sounds like it's still just a source of comfort to you in your life right now, too. Like it's, it's kind of played yeah, out. Yeah, very all. much so. Yeah. Ooh, can I ask you what you're listening yeah, to now? Like, so. have you found something that you just love right now in terms of music? Um, that, you that... know, I, um, you know, it's, what is, um, and it, you know, it was released a little while ago, but it was something that was, that was surprisingly really uh, inspirational was um, Kesha's new album, Rainbow. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I've you heard know, I that. Mean, I think, you know, she's kind of known for like this kind of, bubbly pop kind mm-hmm. of I don't want to say silly but you know kind of mm-hmm. clubby kind of you know just whimsical kind of music and um and it's she's not really an artist that I had really listened to much but I yeah. you know when that album came out and there was so much yep um talk about it and so I decided to listen to it one day and um and actually her the the song Rainbow um mm. is a really beautiful song and very inspirational okay. and very, you know, about coming out of, you know, letting go of the past and yeah. realizing that, you know, you do, you have these dark places in you and, but there's still, there's still light and there's mm-hmm. still um, goodness in you. And there's still, you know, that things from the past will come and haunt you, but there's still this rainbow, mm. you know, that's always, within you and um and that's what you have to remember you know and so um that I've been listening to that song again um a lot lately and Mm. it's just and again I like the arrangement of the song it it has a lot of um I've always really loved string instruments and it has um just almost like a whole orchestra behind it Mm. I think I thought I read somewhere that that Ben Folds Oh. Um, arrange the song and um yeah and you know it's just really beautifully arranged and all the instruments that are used and the way that the music 
builds up behind the lyrics uh, and it's just it's just a beautiful song and um i you know i really um identify with that song a lot and um and i think yeah. another song that i listen to a lot is um is uh, which is a little bit older song but uh shake it out by florence and the machine oh yeah um love that that's one also very yeah like just very again it's just letting go and, Uh, you know, and realizing that you have, you have these things behind you and you have to, and you have to realize that, you know, it's a part of you, but you do have to move on and you you need to let go of it at some point in time. So, uh, um, you know, I have, you know, I have, there's all different, I mean, I could talk about all different kinds of songs, but (laughs) right now I think, you know, (laughs) that's so cool. Um, Well, I haven't listened to Kesha's new album and I've heard like really good things about it. So I'm going to definitely have to check out, um, her rainbow song in particular, but it's, it's, it's cool because it's like the theme that you're mentioning in terms of, um, being able to let things go and to see, and to move forward. And she obviously was using her voice in a new way, um, going through what she had gone through in her personal life and with her, I don't know the full story, but with her manager and right. all that. So I can see how that is like appealing in terms of the, the, the positive message is getting out there. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. We're going to have to have to check that one yeah. out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I love Look, So letting go seems to be a, definitely a big theme. Um, and like, I'm just going to ask you maybe to describe your life in a minute, but like we went to college together for those who might not know, we first met there and we yeah. were roommates while yeah. we were in college at Indiana university for Susan. I was trying to remember if it was two years or was it less than two years that we were roommates It was in less college than two years. I was only in college. Yeah. yeah. No, I was there only senior year. Okay. All right. So, That's what I was thinking about. Uh, like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess because you know, we got to know each other that year and you had moved out east for work. And then I know you, you came back to Chicago or we're, you know, we're living in Chicago, working in Chicago and we became roommates yeah. again. Um, and yeah. how many years were we roommates? I'm terrible at remembering time frames, apparently. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, it's probably about two years. I, I was just thinking about oh. like your your life in Chicago at that point. And um, yeah, would you would you just just to kind of give you a back people a background of what your life was like before a little bit, like what was your life, your life like at that time of, of the game? And that was probably what, you know, 2001, I guess, how old were we at that point in time? Goodness. Yeah. So we were about 29. Yeah. Late 20s. 28, Mm -hmm. 29, 30. Yeah. Something like that. And, um, so at that point I was working in a large marketing agency, um, based out of Boston out of college, I lived in Philadelphia for a year um, with a training for a sales job that brought me to Boston, which is where I really wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in that sales job for a couple of years and then moved into and that, then it was the dot com boom. And I worked for um, a dot com for about nine months that then went under. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but it gave me enough experience to get into a large marketing agency in Boston and, um, so I was with that agency for, um, a few years and they, they were opening a Chicago office and, um, I had recently broken up with a boyfriend mm-hmm. who I dated for two or three years. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of a good transitional time for me to, to, 
I kind of always knew that I wanted to come back to Chicago at some point, and it was just the right opportunity to go, that they yeah. were looking for people to transfer to Chicago, and it was just a um, an easy way to come back to Chicago. So, yeah. um, and fortunately, you were around and yeah. took me in. And <laughs> it worked out perfectly. It was so and, great. Yeah, no, that was so great. And um, um, so I was working for the, the marketing agency at the time, and um, and I stayed there for a few years, and um, then I kind of got tired of the agency life because it, it's um, very grueling, mm-hmm. and um, I learned a lot. I mean, it was a really great experience, but I was kind of ready to move on, and I was on an account that I wasn't happy on at all, and mm-hmm. um, so left that and was actually hoping to go into kind of like the nonprofit world, yep, and yep. You know, I had, you know, was applying for different jobs and, and it just wasn't panning out for several reasons. And then a man I had worked with at the agency in Boston, he was now in Chicago working for another large agency and he got a hold of me because they were looking for people and he really enjoyed working with me. So he recruited me into, so even though I left left agency like to go into another agency yeah yeah <laughs> and um you know but I you know I like it, the nonprofit thing wasn't working out it was a really good job offer yeah. and um I feared I'd give it a go and um so and then I and during that transition time too oh, that's when I met Keith um mm-hmm. we met the old-fashioned way on match.com <laughs> I and, love it um, you were about to give up you were about to give right. up I know. I'm just gonna say he was my. He literally was my last ditch effort. I um, I was my subscription was expiring yep. in a few days, literally. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep one night, and so I got up and I was just farting around on my computer. And yeah. I, I think I was like doing some job searching and stuff too. And I, I was like, oh, I'll just go on Match one more time and look around. And yeah. and I came across his profile and I emailed him thinking I'm like, oh, I'm never going to hear from him kind of thing. Like, it was just almost kind of like a joke to myself. I'm like, ah, whatever. Cause I, right. I didn't have a whole lot of luck on match.com. And yeah. so, uh, and then he wrote me back. And yes. History, history. So. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I loved um, it because I just remember you being like, ah, it's going to expire. And then next thing I knew you had a date. I was like, oh, I didn't know she even had a chance to, but yeah, you reached out <laughs> to him. And then, the, yeah, like you said, the rest is history. And you've been married for how many years now? Yeah, so it'll be 14 years wow. in June. Wow, wow. So, That's yeah, awesome. so we met in February of 2003, okay. and we were engaged in October of 2003. Wow. So it moved pretty fast. Yeah, when things are right, So right. Wow. Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, I think we were both 29, I think, yeah. and 28, 29, and we had both been in long-term relationships, you know, with other people, obviously, and... I think we both kind of knew what was good, you know, yeah. that this was good. And um, so, yeah, so um, so that's kind of where I was at that point um, yeah. in my life. And yeah. um, so a lot of, you know, g- good things were happening and, um, you know, things were moving in the right direction. So. Yeah. Like, I, 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 here's what I remember. I was thinking about this the other night because I feel like, I don't know. It was kind of, I feel like it was kind of a shift, a beginning of a shift for you. I could be making that up, but um, I remember one thing is you made the most delicious chocolate chip cookies like ever. Like that was one thing I remember. 
from living with you. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were so good. I still think about those, but <laughs> I will then, make you a bad. I know I'm going to have to like, <laughs> um, and then you're, I remember you being, I don't know, frustrated is the right word, but, um, seemingly frustrated with your job. But if I remember correctly, I felt like it was because you wanted to feel like you were doing an making more of a difference in the world, which is interesting to hear you talk about that you were looking in the nonprofit uh, area at that point in time. I kind of forgot about that, but I feel like that was something that was coming, that was coming up for you. And I guess as I reflected back, I was just sort of wondering, you know, just even that desire to make more of a difference and to try to find an outlet for that. I was wondering if, if maybe that was, you know, parts, part of the root of, you know, things. And of course your kids, as you mentioned later, had a major influence on that too. But, and then, you know, we were, we were a little bit on the younger side. We were going out and having a good time. And then you met Keith. And then, like, someone who is such a good match for you um, that really seemed to even continue to bring out all those wonderful aspects and sides of your personality, which is, I think, kind of cool. Um, but it's like, I think yeah. back, we would be talking about things. We'd have conversations. And I don't necessarily – well, we would talk about political type of things. And we would talk about things from an activist perspective perspective and um but we were kind of talking amongst ourselves I I didn't get the sense that it was something that you were sharing or talking about um on a bigger scope and I guess yeah I was wondering when did you start doing that like when did you start kind of speaking out more for your beliefs and um because I know you're really involved like there was in the school um you could probably explain this obviously much better than me but like in terms of yeah, the, the school, the, yeah, the referendum at your school, you were definitely an outspoken person for that. Um, and yeah, when did, when did that like start to kind of come up more and more? Was it just when you started to have kids or did it start to slowly build up a little bit? No, it was more when I had kids. I yeah. Mean, I think it was something that I was always, you know, it was sort of like way in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. And I, you know, I think that's one of the things like looking back, like it's one of those things I kind of wish I had pursued a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, like when I was in high school, like I was in student government, student okay. council, like yeah. I was really involved in that kind oh, of thing, true. you know, but mm-hmm. then when I got into college, I didn't really do anything like that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I joined a sorority, um, but the sorority wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, you know, which is how I ended up with you senior year. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, um, you know, and so I didn't really get a chance to get involved. Um, I shouldn't say didn't get a chance, but it just didn't work out. Like I, it just didn't work out. Let's just leave it at that. And, um, um, and then I think when I started working and everything, like I, you know, I'm, I was one of those voters who voted in a presidential election and that's yeah. it, you know, yeah. I mean, I was living in, um, you know, like I said, Philadelphia and Boston. And I think about that now, like how, mm. I mean, totally oblivious to what was going on mm-hmm. in the town that I lived in. And, yeah. you know, I mean, oblivious, no yeah. idea, no idea who the mayor was, no, no idea. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think, I don't know if the younger, if, sort of the 20 year olds right now are more uh, because I think of what's going on in our country. They may be more involved, you know, than what we were, but I guess, you know, I don't, you know, I remember in college, like I remember, see, it would have been 92. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was when that was Clinton Bush, I believe. And I remember voting 
the you know for the first time like you know for a president I remember right. that being like kind of exciting like yep. ooh I can vote you yep. know and I don't know that I was a terribly informed voter but yeah um, yeah but you know I remember voting and um so um it wasn't anything that has sort of been stewing inside of me you okay. know for a while I think it was more in 2012 2013 like I said my son was um, diagnosed with Asperger's and there was a the preschool that in our town that's part of our school district. And I don't want to get too deep oh, into yeah. this, but I'll yeah. just kind of do a very big like overview. But they it needs it needed to be rebuilt mm-hmm. and um it's very old and had a lot of issues and um so we went up for there was a referendum to build the new preschool and my kids were in the preschool at the time. Yeah. And so I knew how much it was needed and that it was a real need. It wasn't like, oh, we just kind of want to spruce it up. Like it was not appropriate yeah, for what it was being used for. And mm-hmm. um, so, and it was just, it just kind of interested me. And I met, um, you know, the the couple that were kind of running the campaign and, okay. and they were looking for some volunteers and mm-hmm. I volunteered to help pass out yard signs. Okay. I'm like, you know, I got two little, like little, little kids. And I'm like, I can drive around in the car and drop off some yard signs at yeah. people's houses. Like I can do that. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of how I got involved in it. And, um, it was the, it's like, it was like community organization. It wasn't with the school district, but okay. you can't do that. You know, this was like a separate, like, well, I found out much later, it's a, um, it's not a pack, but it's like a, what's the word I want? It's like a um, issue-based political group kind oh, of thing that, you okay. know, its sole purpose is to, its sole purpose was to help pass referendums in the school district. So it had started many years before and it had kind of been passed down to different people as different referendums came up in the school district. So, okay. um, so that's how I got involved. That was sort of the first thing I got involved with, right. you know, um, that I would say was sort of a, was my first step into like political stuff and the, yeah. and it failed, that referendum failed. And then, um, I sort of got, uh, you know, someone asked me and they said, well, this, this, you know, um, I wish I could think of the word of it for yeah. right now, but this, you know, organization is still exists and we need somebody and we don't want to dissolve it and we need somebody just to file this financial report every quarter and I know and they said can you do that and I was like sure it literally took five minutes you know I'm like sure I can do that you know and then um and then it just continued because it failed because the referendum failed and there was still a need for a preschool the I just paid attention you know that's when I really started paying attention to school board meetings and who was on our school board and who was being elected to school board and um you know so it's just sort of I kind of just sort of fell into it you know like it it was just something that kept interest stayed interesting to me and I um and then after so many years and the district had been you know looking at different ways to improve our district that I realized I had kind of amassed all this knowledge, you know, yeah. of just, just from attending school board meetings and, you know, asking questions mm-hmm. and getting to know some of the people. And um, so then this big referendum, they decided to go for the whole, instead of just one school and so this one preschool, one of the kind of big feedback from the public was that, well, 
We have um, a lot of schools who need that right. need a lot of help. Like, right. why are we just focusing on this one school? Let's go for all of them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very oversimplification of everything. Yeah, but again, absolutely. I don't want to spend too <laughs> go into the details. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but so that's what sort of happened after this okay. big long process and we went up for this. Actually, it was a year ago. I, something just came up. A memory came up in my Facebook feed. It was a year ago tomorrow was wow. the referendum, was the actual voting day. And um, so I was one of the lead people in this in this community organization because I had this knowledge, yeah. five years of research that okay. I had just sort of done for myself. Like I wasn't necessarily doing it for a purpose I was just me being informed but then we sort of it was kind of one of those things where you realize well or I realize I'm like well I'm the person with the the, with the history you know what I mean like I'm I've been to all this stuff so you know I it's something I wanted to do I don't want to you know it's something I wanted to do but it was sort of like something I felt compelled to do right because I don't think there was other than school board members who can't for legal reasons be involved in this because once a referendum is put on a ballot school board members have to remain neutral okay they can't come out and say i am for this or against it yeah and um so you need a this community organization to be able to say all those things and um Mm -hmm. so um so that's kind of how i ended up in that and it was it was just a huge learning experience, you know, and to really be doing it for the first time. And we, you know, but there's a group of us and it was a really great group of people and we all worked really well together. And I, you know, I was able to, you know, create some lasting friendships out of that. And I, um, but that's, you know, that's kind of how How it all happened. The referendum. Yeah. And the referendum ended up failing. Yeah. I thought so. um, Mm -hmm. Which was, devastating Mm -hmm. and um but at the same time i remember the morning of the of election day my kids were we were eating breakfast and he they said mom they said well are you going to be really upset if it fails Mm -hmm. you know because you've put you've put all this work so much work months of work into it and you know are you going to be really sad if it fails and i'm like i said well i will i will but at the same time that's not why i did it you know like i did this because it's it's what's right for mm-hmm. me you know it's yeah. right this issue this is what I feel is right you know mm-hmm. I feel it in my soul that yeah. I feel this is what's right for our community mm-hmm. and I feel like it's I feel like it was well researched and it's you know was well thought out mm-hmm. and it's something I really believe in and yeah. I, you know I wanted to explain to them you do something because you believe in it not because you yeah. want to win. Yeah. You know? And I yeah. Said, of course I want it to pass. You know, of course I want it to pass. And, but that's not the reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the reason is because I think this is right. You know, right. I, I think this is what is best for our community and best for our school children, yeah. you know? And, um, and what that's, it, and I said, that's where it needs to come from, yeah. you know, and not, yeah. I want to win. Yeah. What a beautiful example, like for your kids, though, like as I as I hear you telling that story, like, hey, you're you've got two young kids and you're you're attending all these meetings um, and you're gaining all this knowledge in 
you said over the course of five years. Wow, I don't think I realized it was it was that length of time between the two the two referendums. Then I guess yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, you're gaining all this knowledge. Like, how did you how did you find time for that, or did you just feel just so compelled to want to learn this information? Because as you said earlier, it wasn't that you were you were doing it. Um, because you felt like you, you know, like it was something you had to do and you're a part of this organization, you were sort of doing it to gather information yeah. for yourself. And then you were able to benefit an organization with your knowledge because you've been gathering it for a period of time. But I know a lot of, a lot of us, you know, I don't even have kids and I know it's hard to find time to do certain things. And so how did you, how did yeah. you find time and carve out time to do, to do this? Well, I mean, the school board meetings were just once a month. I guess they're kind of twice a month because they have this, they call it committee of the whole meeting, like every other, uh, once a month too. Okay. So it's kind of every other week. And, and I just, it was kind of like if Keith was home and I had the energy to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would go and, um, you know, I would look at the agenda and just, I, it was just something I was interested in, you know, yeah. and I, I hadn't, um, I hadn't having two young children and like I said they both had you know especially you know my oldest um having a special need you know so much of you know the first six years of his life were therapy sessions you know all different kinds of therapy sessions and there wasn't a whole lot of time for me you know to to pursue anything that I you know I was interested in I mean that was I don't mean that in like a no. bad way. It's just, yeah. That was my job. You know, that's what yeah. I needed to do. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I think it was just sort of that like little spark, you know, coming, you know, back of, you know, this mm. is something where, you know, maybe I could do something or, you know, and I, and I realized that a lot of people, um, weren't informed on yeah. this issues and people was, and it wasn't, again, it's not because, they don't care or yeah. anything like that. They just, they are busy with, mm-hmm. you know, raising their children and you find time for what you can find time for. And mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, I could find time for. And I would start sharing some things mm. on, you know, on Facebook and just saying, you know, this is what I learned. Yeah. FYI. And, you know, a lot of people seem to be really appreciative yeah. of me putting that information out there and sort of a, summarized way you know of what they should know and I think and I think it's um I think you know people started to realize that I um I did do the research Mm -hmm. oh and I did I tried to stay neutral on it you know and present it you know uh in a truthful way and um and not you know put spin on it or anything like that or if I did insert my opinion somewhere like I would you know call it out like in yeah. capital letters like my opinion you know like here <laughs> right you know so it would be you know what I mean because I, I would want to try to keep things as neutral as possible and Share um but something you know it's hard sometimes to not you know give your thought on it mm-hmm. and um um yeah no that's yeah so I think and I I think with the and then yeah, so I just, I don't know, I just made time for it when I could. And when the kids were in elementary school, like I had some time during the day mm-hmm. where, you know, I could spend reading and researching and whatever. And then um, I think when the re- when the referendum came last year, um, you know, it was like a solid four months, though, of really intense mm-hmm. focus. And, 
you know, and that was something, you know, just Keith and I worked out, you know, Keith really stepped up and, um, you know, really helped with taking care of the kids and yeah. just some of the stuff I do, you know, just simple things like dinner and dishes yeah. and, yeah. you know, and that, and just being available. And, and I don't, I don't mean to sound like we have these strict gender roles or anything right. like no, that. No. It's not at all, but you know, but he's, he works, you know, he's His the primary business. breadwinner mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, you know, divvying up of, of, of um duties and whatever so yeah. you know he really stepped in and and um did a lot of that and I, I definitely could not have done it with without him without him stepping up in that sense and because there was a lot of you know late nights where I was just up researching and writing because yeah. I, wow. I wrote a lot of the Facebook posts and everything and I and I, I think because I'm so intense on making sure it's correct yeah and accurate and truthful like you know I it I spent I think probably a lot more time on it because I I just wanted to be 100% sure that what uh, we were putting out there was accurate and true and because I you know and so that this is something that you know it's kind of a blessing and a curse you know yeah um that's amazing though truth but you know to really stay with it it takes a lot of work yeah well that's so. what I was just thinking it's like you became like this little researcher slash journalist in a way like just sharing information with people but having to do a lot of dig- a lot of digging to make sure and looking at multiple sources I'm sure as well to make sure you're finding the, right the correct information because I've always been so impressed I'm like how does she how does she know all this but it's it's because you've been doing it's because you've been taking time uh, quite a bit of time, it sounds like, to make sure you're doing the research and and learning it. It didn't just happen, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. No, no, exactly. No, and I mean, asking, you know, a lot of questions from school administrators and, and you know, and I think sometimes people will be like, oh, well, you're just repeating what they're telling you. I'm like, no. I'm like, ask them. I'm like, I would ask for spreadsheets and raw numbers and you know like wow. well, well this number's new like where did this come from you know I was questioning them too and so um but I think people started to you know realize that and um hmm. you know and so I you know I appreciated that that you know and that it just if that and I think that's just something that if you're gonna put a word on me you know like as far mm-hmm. as you know I would hope it would be you know, integrity. And, yeah. that, you know, I really do absolutely try to find the truth, even if it doesn't, even if it's not agreeing with what I believe, like mm-hmm. that, that's okay. As long as it's true, you yep. know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so, and I would say that to people, you know, like that's, if you want to vote, no, like, please, you know, vote. No, I just, but I, I would always say like, my only ask is that it's based on correct information because there were a lot of people who were voting no because they didn't have correct information and um so it just that's what bothered me you know it didn't Mm -hmm. bother me that people voted no it bothered me that they you know might not have the correct information that they're not basing their decision on correct information so um and I think that's always been you know that's just always been you know that you have to understand why you're doing something you know Mm -hmm. and um you know, just kind of like a different example, like when a couple of weeks ago when the schools did um, their, I can't remember the date off the top of my head, but the when the schools did the walkout mm-hmm. um, for yep. the Parkland, to support the Parkland students, and they were doing it at the middle school. My oldest son's in sixth grade, and, you know, I told him about it, 
and and I said, if you want to participate, I said, you know, you are welcome to participate and you have my permission and the school, you're, you're not going to get in trouble by the school yeah. if you decide to walk out at 10 o'clock. I said, but you, I only want you to participate if you understand why you're participating. Yeah, and I absolutely. said, I don't want you, I don't. I don't want you walking out because, ooh, it'd be kind of fun to walk mm-hmm, out of school at 10 o'clock. I said, that's time. not at mm-hmm. all what this is about. And and I said, you you know, I want you to understand. If you walk out, I want you to understand your purpose of walking out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he did. And he did participate. Mm-hmm. And he, um, you know, and he understood why he was doing it. And, you know, and yeah, believed in important. it. So, yeah. Um, you know, so I just, you know, yeah. I just want people to be true to, you know, to understand what they're, mm-hmm. what they're standing up for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're passing those lessons along to your, to your young, your two boys as well. That's, that's really, that's really cool, Susan. Um, yeah. I was, yeah. you might just answer this, but I was going to ask when you first started like kind of speaking out and sharing things more and more, and maybe even offering your opinion on things a little bit more and more, um, what was the most challenging part of doing that? Oh gosh, I think it's just it's it's showing your true colors, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and showing, mm-hmm. you know, who you are. And I still, you know, I still like have that feeling of. And I, I think after it was all over, I really retreated for mm-hmm. a long time. You know, I think just recently I started to kind of come out again you know Mm. and um I think that it's it's hard you know especially in a town where you know and it's uh, unfortunately like with my elementary school and middle school that my kids attend they were actually two of the largest no no voting Mm. areas got it for the referendum and um and so it's you know it's hard knowing that you're kind of this Mm-hmm. kind of outlier almost yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and um you know and I'm not um yeah so I and I think I still feel like that a little bit you know yeah. and I, that I'm sure some of that is just in my own head mm. but um but at the same time like I you know I don't have like a real strong like group of friends or you know like this mm-hmm. you know and I think I've kind of always like felt like that you know and yeah. I, I think probably the closest I've ever felt like that honestly was my senior year of college when mm-hmm. I lived with all you guys yeah. and um you know you guys were so welcoming and I yeah. would still call all of you you know my friends yeah, and, and I, I think you know a few times we've gotten together it it's very natural you know yeah. what I mean and, yeah. uh, and I, I think that's really important and so I think yeah you know I think that was really hard just knowing that and I think because of the algorithms of Facebook and you can see you know mm-hmm. you could see your friends what they like yeah and you yeah. know and what they're commenting on it and yeah and I saw people liking and commenting on things that I was like oh my god I'm like yeah oh my god you know and it's just and it, that was hard you know yeah. and that's still kind of hard and, no, you know, and I, I think agree. it's still kind of like um but it, it but then it's that I don't want to like not be hmm. 
not be friends with people who have a differing opinion. You right. know what I mean? It's not right. it's not that at all. But I but it you it makes you wonder can I can I have a thoughtful conversation right. with these people? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think that's still been kind of difficult, you know, for me to, to try to figure that out. Yeah, and, no, that's um, interesting. You know, and so I don't, like I said, I don't know how much of that is in my head. And I, and it's something that I work on, you know, in therapy mm-hmm. and just that sort of, I think that's always just been sort of a difficult thing for me is to make those like really true, like friendship connections. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I think about who the people who are my friends and I, I, they're usually people who've known me for a long time. Like, yep. I, I don't know if I'm kind of one of those type of people that you have to kind of spend some time with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? And I don't know about I, that, but yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't you know, know about that. But, yeah. You know, like I, yeah. you know, it's like, you you know, I, I question, I still question myself a lot, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, you know, I'm more of a serious person as opposed mm-hmm. to like a real light bubbly kind of person, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I accept that about yeah. myself. And I, yeah, I feel, I think I do have, you know, a humorous side, oh, to me. And I, but again, I think it's something you have to, you have to know me for a while. Like you have to yeah. have a beer with me and you have to, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you have to, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so, you know, I think that, um, you know, but I, you know, I try to, you know, but I also try to be inviting to mm-hmm. new people and, you know, and try to say, you know, hello to people in the group, but you yeah. know, but I, I think that I'm also not one to, I'm not definitely not one to be the life of the party, you know, by any stretch, but, um, you know, but I think it's just, it, that's just something that, um, and I, I don't know if being involved in sort of a, um, political type of thing like this, it sort of gave me, uh, something to kind of belong to, you know, yeah, like I was to th- belong to, yeah. you know, that was absolutely what I've been thinking about is like, you know, the sense of belonging that we get. But then when we're on these social media sites, especially when we see that other people have, um, differing views or are, you know, when we can see what they're liking and it's like, oh my goodness, do, do we belong in the same, do we belong in the same group? If you think this way, and I think this way, and I think sometimes it, be, it can become difficult to kind of accept those that we can have maybe two opposing views, but have these other things in, in common possibly, you know what I mean? Like, and I, yeah. I, I would imagine this works both ways, like a conservative person seeing someone who's liberal liking things and be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that that's how they feel. And then like a liberal person seeing someone oh, who's conservative, 100%. liking, no. you know, it's so interesting though. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I totally think it's the, uh, oh my gosh, it absolutely yeah. goes both ways. Yeah. And I, and I, um, but you know, I think when you're the only, cause you know, my yes. Keith and I have talked about moving honestly and, yeah. um, and you know, and Keith's like, well, I don't want to live somewhere where everyone thinks the same as us. And I'm like, I totally agree with you on that, yeah. but I also don't want to live somewhere where everyone thinks yeah. the opposite of right. us either. And, <laughs> right. You know, I joke about, you know, in 2012, and this is true, you know, in 2012, um, the the neighborhood I live in, uh, you know, this was Obama Romney, mm-hmm. and um, we had an Obama sign in our yard, and we were the only one in our whole neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, we were yeah. doing construction. 
We were doing construction on our house at the time, and one of the contractors couldn't find our house. And I remember he called me. He's like, I'm driving around. He's like, I can't find your house. And we live in kind of this weird corner. And and I'm like, oh, I'm like, look for the Obama sign. Yeah, (laughs) right. And then he's like, oh, there you are, you know. And, you know, because it was the only one. You right, know? right. Um, can I ask how many and, times you know, that can I ask how many times that sign was stolen? Um, let's see. In 2008, I think in both 2008 and 2012, I think it was stolen three times. Right. And um, and um, shockingly, Clinton and Duckworth weren't stolen in 2016. But, okay, okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so, but, um, yeah, no, I think it... Um, you know, so I think that it just, you know, you, um, you know, it's sort of like, you know, you're kind of sticking out, you yeah, know, you're sort yeah. of, you know, you're sticking, you're that little sore thumb sticking out there. And yeah, so, yeah. um, and, but you got to own it, you know what I mean? And I right. think as I've gotten older and I think that's sort of where though I find comfort, um, is that, well, okay. So I might not have this huge group of friends, but I also know, and I'm, I know that I'm being true to myself, yes. you know, and I'm not yes. saying other people in group, big groups of friends aren't being true to themselves. Right. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But I, what I just mean is that I, I think I need to be able to like sleep at night knowing that I'm being who I am. And then yeah. I'm not going to be, what I mean is that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be fake to somebody else, you yeah. know, to try to fit in or to, cause I just, I can't, do that I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you're even wired to be up. able to do that yeah I just feel like that's you know? <laughs> totally I wouldn't know who you are if that was happening no exactly no and I think that the few times that I have tried that it just backfires so gloriously you know and it just <laughs> you know I end up looking like a total idiot yeah you know? so right right um you know so but I think you just you know so I think I'm just you know trying to come into um mm you know, a comfortable place with myself. And I Mm -hmm. I think you, you need to realize that when, you know, it's time to move on, you know, when it's time to, um, you know, when you found something good and, you know, we're to stay with it for a little while. Yeah. um, You know, so I think it's just sort of that, you know, being, becoming more comfortable with yourself and who you are. And at the end of the day, like, I know I'm going to be okay, you know, and I have my family and, um, you know, and, you know, we're, we're good, you yeah. know, so, uh, you know, coming back around to that. Yeah. I love it. I like, yeah, I, I keep thinking of, well, I'm just a huge Brene Brown fan. I don't know if you're familiar with her at I'm all. reading her. I'm <sighs> reading my first book by her. I'm like halfway through. Which one? Braving the Wilderness. Okay. Is it yes. Braving the Wilderness? Yeah. Is that her her most recent one. Yes. Yeah. I think it's yeah. her most recent one. Yes. Yeah. I've been a, like a fan for, for years and years and years, even before she like was on Oprah. Like I think some, like I just, yeah, I got swept up in her books and um, I just keep thinking about, yeah, how you are like in her words in terms of you having the courage to be vulnerable, to put yourself out there, to put your ideas and your beliefs out there. And that is like not an easy thing. And actually when she did, she did this TED talk and she was talking about how she had this vulnerability, like hangover <laughs> after the talk and like just, you know, kind of almost needed to seclude herself in this room and just not see anyone for a while. And this just reminded yeah. me of what you were saying there. But I think, I think for those who are willing to put themselves out there and to like just show their true colors, 
um, I think it's just a really beautiful thing. And I love that you're, you're doing that. Uh, but I, I definitely identify with the, you know, it, you know, it's talking about how you put, you know, you don't really belong anymore, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you, cause you're, you know, you put yourself out there and it's like, you know, I don't, you know, and so like, I, but like she says too, like, you just have to kind of own it, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, and you can be like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of my work too has been trying to put the voices out of my head of like, you know, when I see someone from school mm-hmm. and I don't know what they think of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. not letting your head race around like, oh, there's Susan, you know, she's always yeah. talking about school, you know, right, right. <laughs> you know, or now the number yeah you know and so yeah um you know it's just you know you know or if they're just like yeah you know but I also you know a lot of people you know reach out to me and you know and say you know you did a really great job and you know it was really informative and you know we really appreciate all the work you put into it and you know and random people who you know I didn't think were paying attention you know so that's cool um you know so it's um, so again, it's just sort of like owning it and just staying in place and not letting the voices in your head uh-huh. create this whole other narrative that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, and yeah, that's cool. I, um, like part of the podcast is to be talking to people who are like growth minded and always like discovering and learning new things, which I think you definitely fall into this category. Um, so now that the referendums are over and, um, I don't know if that's opened up more time for you, but what are you learning, discovering, or interested in, like right now in your life? Oh, yeah. Um, I know, not an easy think, question either. Yeah. Well, I think a lot. You know what I was talking about. I think just sort of making peace with mm. who I am, and mm. um, you know, and, and thinking about you know becoming involved again in you know, and maybe, uh, um, campaign again with, um, you know, our congressional district and that it seems to be in a competitive, um, again, and, you know, I, I'll see, you know, how much, um, you know, I want to sort of dive into that there. Um, you know, and I think, um, you know, I was working, uh, my husband owns his own company, owns a marketing agency actually. And I, was working with him for the past couple of years and um, just decided to pull back from that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt like I did what I could do there mm-hmm. and, you know, do it with my time constraints. I can't really do much more, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just don't, didn't feel that I was being, you know, much, you know, very productive there. I wasn't really adding much value, yeah. you know, yeah. anymore. And, and I think, you know, part of becoming an adult, I guess, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> yes. just sort of, you know, growing, growing up, you know, I think you just start moving along, you know, I think you realize like, you know what, I've, I've kind of run my time here and, yeah. and learning to, you know, when it's time to walk away, yeah. you know, and time to, to focus on something else. Yeah. And I think, you know, our kids are, you know, I was just, you know, saying to, someone the other night about how you know when your kids are when kids are really little it's very um physically um 
taxing. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of physical energy. And then you sort of, the pendulum starts, like, swinging a little mm-hmm. bit, and you get this little sort of break, you know, yeah. in elementary years where, because they're kind of, they can they can get themselves dressed, and they can kind of do their own thing. And, you know, elementary is not um, too, you know, stressful or anything. You know, it's yeah. the... Um, not that it's easy going, but you know what I mean? Like it's not, there's isn't like a ton of homework and right. you know, they're, they're kind of learning, you're, you know, you're learning your foundations and, and so that we get, it offered me up that time yeah. to go back to work and do some things like that. And Graham, my oldest son's, you know, therapy schedule um, really um, went down because he was doing so well. And then being awesome. in school, he, he received services in school too. Yeah. And so that freed up a lot of time. And I think now the pendulum is swinging, you know, the other way where, you know, now they're nine and 11 that, mm-hmm. um, you know, my oldest is a tween now yep. technically. And, you know, you, it becomes a lot more emotional energy yeah. is needed. And um, we're in a growth stage of our business right now. And so it's been, kind of stressful and been very busy yeah. and you know I was realizing that both Keith and I were empty at the end of the day yeah. and we didn't and neither one of us had that energy to you know be with our kids and to help them with their homework that is becoming more difficult yeah. and to support them emotionally and and some of the things that are happening at school and some of the things that they're going through yeah. and um, you know and having a son that has Asperger's it's you know it's starting to present some other mm-hmm. you know challenges that we need to you know work through Mm -hmm. and um you know it was just time to to move back to you know being putting more focus of my time on being a mom and being more Mm. emotionally available you know for them and um you know to um you know, to, to focus back on that. And so and I think, you know, I'm sure there'll be, you know, other waves of that too. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like you're just really growing and discovering in terms of like your family and the dynamics and like they're, you know, they're growing up as becoming tweens, as you said, and at least one of them and um, yeah, just figuring out your place and in the business and in the home life and uh, kind of sorting out, kind of swinging them with the pendulum a little bit, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I think you, that's life, you know, it comes in waves. Right, and, right. Um you know, and you, you just sort of write them out as they come and adjust, mm-hmm. oops, um, no, and adjust as that, um, you know, as that, you know, yeah. as those waves come and, and write them as you can. And, um, yeah. you know, so I think, you know, we're still, you know, in a good place and I think rearranging these, you know, these things is going to be really helpful. I know I feel, you know, I already feel, um, a lot better, um, you know, just sort of letting go of some of the, the business yeah. stuff that, you know, again, it was hard for me because like, I like <sighs> to give things my all and I wasn't mm-hmm. able to give my all, you know, to that mm-hmm. because I, when I did, then I realized like I wasn't, I couldn't do it. You know, I felt I should be doing at home here, you know, with our yeah, kids and everything. Right. And it just, it just got to be, you know, too much. And then you realize you're not doing anything right, you know, and you're, and so, yeah. oh, so it's true. just sort of, you know, it's, I think it's really important to realize when it's time to, to step back from something and to realize too, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you've failed at it or it's yep. a failure or anything. It's not, you know, I don't feel that way at all. It's just sort of like, you know what, my time has run here and mm-hmm. time to go. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That theme of letting go again, it's just like letting go in order to be more present and able to move forward. Um, Like you mentioned earlier in our, in our conversation, it seems like, yeah, it's just, and I feel like that's a lesson that we constantly have to be relearning because it's just like, I don't know. It's, um, it shows up in so many different ways. I think, well, that's how all, I think, lessons or things that we are discovering about ourselves are. They keep showing up in <laughs> different ways. But um, yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I mean, I th- yeah. And so just letting go and kind of seeing what 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 next wave you're, you guys are going to be riding together, it sounds like. So yeah, cool. yeah. So I think you just open that space and, you know, and try to, figure out, you know, what's going to fill that next. And I, mm-hmm. I think, um, and, you know, and that's something that, you know, I've been, you know, working on with my therapist too, that, you know, what mm-hmm. is that sort of next step and, you know, opening that Exciting. space for, for other things and, you know, and to, yeah. you know, when you've been searching for something and I, and I, you know, recently I said, you know, I feel like it's just, it's for a long time it's been, you know, there's this puzzle that you're, you want to try to put together, you know, for yeah. your life and your purpose yeah. and, and your value. And I, you know, I felt like, you know, for a long time that those pieces were just sort of scattered all over the universe kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I feel like now at least the pieces are in my sight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's still nothing oh, together great. or anything, but like <laughs> the pieces are coming closer together, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's, and that's a good thing, you know, and just, to, that's, yeah, it's um, a really good thing. Um, you know, and I don't, I still don't quite know how those pieces are going to come together, but, um, you know, I think just realizing that they're there and that you have yeah. to, but you also have to search for them a little bit, you know, and, right. um, and be open to, yep. you know, seeing where life leads you, you know, so, um, oh, I love it. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure, you know, I'm not totally sure of that yet, but, um, um, you know, but I, I, like I said, I think it's gonna, you know, it's starting to come into view a little bit. And I think again, that's just part of maturing and you yeah. realize what's important and what's not important. And, um, you know, you can, you kind of learn to how to filter out all the garbage, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you realize like what's garbage, you know, and I think, that's right. Like, I think that learning process. And, yeah. You know, of what, mm-hmm. you know, is garbage and just even, mm-hmm. you know, from big things to, to little things, you know, and, you know, of a friend that, you know, recently said something about, she's like, yeah, I put a, a skirt on the other day and I couldn't even zip it, you know, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and right. I was just like, yeah, you just, Get rid of the skirt. I'm like, you know, don't <laughs> problem don't solved. Don't think anything more of it. Just get rid of the skirt. I'm like, you know, absolutely. It doesn't mean anything else. Just get rid of the skirt. So, you know. And awesome. you know, it's like I had one pair. I had one pair of skinny jeans, and I'm like, and I never liked the idea of skinny jeans, but I was like, well. I feel like I guess I should have a pair of skinny jeans because it's like the thing to have. That's what you're and, supposed to do. Um, yeah. You know, and I wore them like a few times and then, um, and then like, you know, after a year, like I put them on and I, and they were just tight, you know, skinny jeans, no, they're tight, you know, <laughs> and I was like putting them on and I'm like trying to get them buttoned. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, screw this. And you know what? I just, <laughs> I took them off 
and I put my boot cuts on that I love, and I'm like, done. I'm like, I am not this a what works. person. Right. <laughs> it's care. like, no, I, and it's okay. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so okay true. It's that so I don't true. own a pair of skinny jeans. Absolutely. <laughs> It's like knowing what works for you, right? And it's like, I feel right. like just listening to you, like, you know, just to kind of wrap things up, I feel like listening to you, you are definitely someone who is like living to your truth and like you're figuring it out. I loved your honesty. Like you're just, you're honestly, you know, just, you're trying to figure it out still, right? Like we all are. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, just there might be some questions and some uncertainties, but I'm just like listening to you. I'm so happy to hear that you can see those pieces of the puzzle, that they're not all scattered across the universe, that they're starting to be yeah. closer to closer together, you know, because like for for me from the outside, knowing you um, and having, just talking to you, it's like knowing that you are really just guided by this integrity and this truth that those pieces of the puzzle are going to start to align themselves, you know, and I feel like you're just getting closer and closer to that. And I think part of all of this is being open to being through the process and the journey because sometimes we try things and like, oh, those pieces of those puzzles, that puzzle does not work together, you know? No. It's like, it's <laughs> kind of like the skinny jean thing. It's like, yep, that, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't fit. That's not for me. And, and yeah. like, but sometimes we just got to try it, you know? And I, right. I, I love that you're getting closer and closer. And uh, like, personally, I can't wait to see what's next for you because I, I feel like you're just growing more and more into yourself. And um, it's been fun. To, to to see you sharing your voice more and and um, even like just for you taking the time to do something like this because I know for both of us this is kind of a new thing but I appreciate yeah. just your honesty and uh, and your openness to share your experience too Susan so thank you so yeah. much thank you for that oh, thank you yeah yeah no, thank you so no it's you know I it's easy to talk to you you know I think if you were like some random person who was like oh let's do a packet you know I'm like I don't think I could be quite as open so but no so yeah. thank you Aww. for being such a genuine friend to me and Aww. so you're definitely one of the few people that I feel like I can really open up to so so I thank you Aww. for that so I I'm, really do I'm very much appreciate that, that. Aw, thanks Susan <laughs> all right we'll, we'll call it an end here it's been great talking to you all right all right I'll talk to you soon Maureen all right bye thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my conversation with my friend Susan Budin as I mentioned in the beginning, I really appreciate her honesty. It's just refreshing to know that others are working on letting go in order to move forward. And it's not easy to share our voice and share our true colors with people. It can feel, feel very vulnerable and it takes so much courage to do so. But it's all about practicing that courage and to develop that muscle. At least that's why I keep telling myself. I'm inspired by my friend Susan and hope you are too. I love the lesson of the skinny jeans that came up towards the end of our conversation. It's all about discovering what works for you and owning it. What about you? What inspiration did you come away with? I'd love to hear. Please share on my blog at www.ryanwellness.com or on my Instagram page at Ryan Wellness. I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becoming Aligned. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Becoming Aligned and rate and review this podcast. I'm Maureen Ryan, and I hope you'll join us next time. Take care.